The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Hard to believe, but once again, the Oscars may see a green wave this year. And here to predict who we might see on the nominations list is movies editor for entertainment.ie, Brian Lloyd. Brian, good morning. Morning. So, how much of a green wave and in what categories? We will see, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned green wave because I think it's not necessarily, it implies that it's some sort of uh, upset. And for the last few years, there has been an Irish presence in the Oscars. I mean, going back to Lenny Abramson and Room, that was produced by Element Pictures, Ed Guiney and Andrew Lowe shingle. And then more recently, you've had the likes of Paul Mescal and Afterson. This year, we're going to see, I should think, uh, Barry Keoghan in the actors category for for uh, Saltburn. Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer, he is the front runner and the favourite to win Best Actor for it. Then, you know, you go into Documentary Short, you go into Best Actress, you go into Best Supporting Actress. We have some sort of fixture in every point of it. But yeah, I mean, the acting category, that's really where I think we're going to win out. Okay, now before we go into uh, all of this in detail, uh, the idea of being nominated, how much of an accolade is the nomination, never mind the win? Oh no, it's, I mean, it's a win in and of itself just to be nominated. You do see that a lot of these production companies and studios, they will sell the movie on the basis of it being nominated because it gets it out into people's minds. In the case of On Colleen Kuhn last year when it was nominated for Best International Feature, that was a huge selling point for that film and it was a great, great accolade for it. So, yeah, it's definitely an accolade in and of itself. Often you see Oscar-nominated about the star or the movie Mm. itself. How good is that for business? Very, very good. I mean, the reality of it is is that a lot of these studios, these kind of movies, they're not your big budget blockbusters. They're not your Marvel superhero movies. They generally do tend to be a lot more sort of psychologically complex, a lot more adult. So anything they can use to sell this movie to audiences and more sophisticated audiences by using Oscar nominated and all the rest of it, that definitely. So we say it must be good if it's Oscar nominated. Oh yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, well, they voted on it and they think it's good. So it's clearly got to be worth watching. Now, who actually does the nomination? How does that work? So there are pools of actors, directors, producers, craft people and all the rest of it. Anyone who's a member of the Academy of Motion Picture uh, Sciences. Now, do the actors just vote for actors and the directors just vote for directors and uh, lighting technicians vote for lighting for, for directors? Lighting. No, it do, in, the, in the first run, in the first kind of long list, yeah, as I understand it, actors vote for actors, directors vote for directors and so on and so forth. And then when it comes to the short list, every, it's open season. So actors can vote for directors, directors can vote for actors, producers can vote for whomever. Um, and then it gets whittled down and whittled down. It's quite actually a pretty complex system. I mean, there's a lot of maths involved in it. They have to kind of reach a certain magic number and then it gets pulled away and then they... Mm. Yeah, it, so it, it's, it's quite, very different to the Golden very, Globes. Oh, Completely. You know, which is a small pool of critics, basically, who are deciding. Well, yeah, I mean, in the case of the Golden Globes this year, interestingly enough, this was the first year that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association wasn't involved. What happened with the Golden Globes was, was that a production company, Dick Clark Productions, bought the Golden Globes outright and dissolved the Hollywood Foreign Press Association because there was such a bad smell around it. Now what the Golden Globes has is just a group of, I think, about 300 critics and journalists. Um, 
and much more diverse sort of. So is it too early to say whether the Golden Globes will be a kind of a harbinger of what might happen in the Oscars or do we have to wait for the Dick Clark process to mature a few years? I think, I mean, to be honest, the Golden Globes was never really a good indicator. I mean, the best indicator for what was going to happen in the Oscars was the SAG Awards and the Producer Guild Award and the Directors Guild Awards because the same people that voted in the Oscars voted in the SAG Awards as well. So you generally did have a an idea how the thing was going to shake out. I mean, I think there was a statistic before that it was out of the last sort of 15 years, the Producers Guild of America selected the Best Picture winner as well. So if it won a PGA award, it also won Best Picture. Now, there's been a few upsets over the years, but generally speaking, it's kind of stuck to that. Now, before we go into the specific categories, uh, how do you become a member of the Academy? You have to be selected. That's it. You just have to be selected. It's as simple as that. I mean, so yeah. you could have directed 20 movies and you still mightn't be a member. Well, I mean, you would think after 20 movies and they've been seen by enough people, you'd think you would expect a nomination in the po- or a, yeah, I, an invitation. I know, in but a po- guy from a porn studio who's directed 50 <laughs> movies is not, not going to make it into the Academy once it's No, I shouldn't think so. He might get into the AVN Academy Awards, but not for the... Uh, and people will know what that is. But uh, no, I mean, it's quite... It's broad in the sense of, I mean, there was a big push a couple of years back during all the sort of Me Too stuff to be more inclusive, to have it more diverse. And they have offered in new people. I mean, I remember, I think it was last year, the year before last, they had the biggest one year edition of members. And it was a lot of more younger members were brought in. I remember like John uh, Boyega, Daisy Ridley, a lot of those people were brought in. Um, so yeah you basically just have to be nominated and invited into the Academy Awards Okay so let's talk about the categories in which we're likely to feature Uh, starting off with uh, Best Movie Best Movie so Oppenheimer is the clear favourite to win Um, I think what Christopher Nolan did what Killian Murphy did how it managed to take a complex subject like the birth of the atomic bomb and then translate that into this deep, almost like a psychological horror, I think is incredible. Barbie is 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 also going to be featured in that because, again, it was a movie taken out of the whole cloth. It was just about, you know, a plastic doll and then it was turned into this massive exploration of what it means to be a woman in the modern age. I think you're going to see past lives in there as well. If you haven't seen that, it was this beautiful heartbreaking drama about, I suppose, what might have been in relationships and stuff like that. Definitely Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, that's going to be in there as well. That's the one about, um, I suppose, this like sort of murder conspiracy that was happening in the early 20th century among Native Americans about oil rights. Um, and then you'll possibly see The Zone of Interest. That's a film I just saw recently enough. It's this, I, I suppose the best way I could describe it is is that it's probably, for me anyway, it's the most disturbing film I've seen in the last 20 years. It's about uh, the commandant, the first commandant of Auschwitz. But it was rated 12A by IFCO. Mm. And it's one of those films that everything is done by suggestion. You don't actually see the horrors. And because you imagine those horrors, they are just more terrible in your head. But then it's about sort of domesticity and how people will sort of ignore completely unimaginable horrors on their doorstep in order to maintain some sort of life for themselves. Um, Then moving on to Best Actor. So, Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer, that's the clear favourite. He, I mean, I think, you know, if you follow the odds makers, they've they pretty much got that locked in for him. Paul Giamatti, though, in The Holdovers, has kind mm-hmm. of come up in the background since. If you haven't seen it, it is brilliant. He is fantastic in it. Um, his award speech at the Critics' Choice was very, very funny as well. He was uh, seen having a cheeseburger afterwards and it became this viral thing. Um, it's really between the two of them, I think. 
I still do think I'm not, I'm not just saying this because I'm an Irishman but I do think Killian Murphy is the favourite to win in that category as well Actress then? Actress it's between Lily Gladstone who was in Killers of the Flower Moon and I think Carrie Mulligan and Maestro where she played the wife of Leonard Bernstein Felicia Montalegre um, again it's a two horse race between them Lily Gladstone I mean she was quite an unknown pre uh, before Killers of the Flower Moon and she's very much the soul of the film mm-hmm. and I mean, she manages to outshine Leonardo DiCaprio in quite a lot of that movie as well. Having said that... Emma Stone? Emma Stone and Poor Things, yeah, maybe. It's too weird, though. I mean, that movie is too weird for the Academy. You have to remember, the Academy generally is quite conservative in its choices. You'll ne- you'll rarely see kind of genre choices, and you'll rarely see movies that have quite a lot of sexual content, which Poor Things does have. Uh, supporting actor, supporting actress. Supporting actor and supporting actress. That's a little bit more deeper. You might see Paul Meskel get in there for uh, Best Supporting Actor for his role in All of Us Strangers. In Supporting Actress, again, it's a very, very broad uh, category. Jodie Foster and Nyad, that definitely is one that people are talking about as well. Uh, Devine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers feels like the possible choice for Best Supporting Actress. And it's funny that some of the movies you've been talking about, uh, Jodie Foster, you can see that uh, via streaming now. Yeah, and the same with the DiCaprio's movie, you can see that. So um, I wonder, does that play into the calculations of the, the Academy at all? The fact that so many people who haven't yet been to the cinema can see these uh, materials? Definitely, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, you know, from November until January is when all these Oscar movies are pitched out to cinemas and what have you. Um, in the case of certain US movies like The Holdovers, for example, it went to streaming in the US straight away, whereas here it's only just now getting a cinema mm. release. But yeah, they do generally tend to kind of block book, you know, from November to January. And yeah, the fact that they are more accessible, like Maestro is on Netflix, that's the Carrie Mulligan one, Nyad, as you mentioned as well, that's on Netflix as well. So yeah, I think the fact that they're more accessible means that people are more inclined, I guess, to have an opinion on what yeah. gets nominated and what doesn't get nominated. Yeah, but they're not sniffy about streaming, are they now? No, not at all. No, definitely. Like, I mean, the fact that, you know, you had movies like um, Gary Oldman and Mank, uh, which was this great yeah. movie about Herman J. Mankiewicz and the production of Citizen Kane. I mean, the movies that Netflix and, uh, you know, Paramount Plus and all these places are making, they, they're absolutely artistically worthy and have integrity. So the fact that it's on a streaming service makes no odds. Now, any other categories, documentary characters, foreign uh, language films or anything that we might have an interest that in? That we might possibly have an interest in. Yeah, I mean, documentary short, I mean, Ireland is expected to feature in that as well. You might possibly see something in, you know, in one of the, I mean, Robbie Ryan definitely for Best Cinematography. He's definitely going to get nominated for Best Cinematography for Poor Things. It's an incredibly well-made shot and well-shot film. I would expect him to get nominated. He could possibly win. I mean, he definitely is a cinematographer of note. So, yeah, I'd say more in the kind of technical stuff you'll see Irish people crop up in it. But, yeah, Robbie Ryan for Best Cinematography, yeah, that feels like a solid bet. Well, we'll see the list of nominations this afternoon, but uh, thank you very much for your predictions. Brian Lloyd, Movies Editor for Entertainment.ie. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.